Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. First week I spoke to you about Jesus, um, the red letters, and Jesus teaching us to love our neighbor. Love our neighbor, and that's not always easy to do, especially when we can love so-and-so and so-and-so, but we got to love this guy? Yeah. Yeah, the Bible says we're commanded to love even our enemies. Amen. And now that's something the world can't do, but as believers, you and I, we don't have a choice. We're commanded to do that. Now, how do you do that? Let me tell you something about praying. When you pray for someone that you don't like, all of a sudden, God does something surgically in your heart. And he begins, begins to give you mercy and, and grace and compassion for that individual. How many have ever experienced that? Praying for someone, someone that you didn't like, maybe. And then the second week I spoke on um, seeking first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. And then today, I want to speak to you on Jesus, the healer. And as always, my hope is that this message will challenge you. Amen? Amen. So, I know that today, some of you may have come and I realize that you come with hurts. All of us do. We're, we are imperfect people in an imperfect world. How many would agree with that? Yeah. Uh, if this past season, this past year has not taught you that, um, you and I need to have a talk. But uh, we are imperfect people in an imperfect world. And because of that, there will be times we are hurting. There will be times that on the outside, based on that smile, all looks well. But deep on the inside, there can be a lot of hurt going on. There can be a lot of emotion going on, a lot of stirring up of feelings. And what you need at that time is healing. And so when I say the word healer, Jesus is your healer, I'm not just talking physically. I'm talking emotionally, relationally. Jesus can bring healing to your household. Amen. Amen. The question for you today, I want to ask you at the beginning, the outset is, do you tend to think that God heals other people, but he'll never heal you? Has that been your mindset, maybe in this past year, or maybe in years past, that, oh yeah, God will heal that person, but he'll never heal me. I'm not good enough. And, and that's, that's a pretty common thing to think. I think a lot of people feel that way. But I want to remind you today, God is still in the healing business, amen? And uh, I did want to have Mother Betty testify today, but she's not unable. She's not feeling well today, and we're going to be praying for her as well at the conclusion of this service. But you've heard her testimony about how God has healed her back. Mm -hmm. This woman was in a bad place. I mean, she didn't have anything surgically done. She didn't, all they could do was just give her the, the pill. You know, the pills that they give you for pain management. But then God, everybody say, but then God, but then God. stepped in and healed her. Amen. I mean, like that, like that. And she would be the first one to tell you if she was here. God is still in the physical healing business, yes. as well as emotional healing. If you have your Bible this afternoon, turn to the book of Acts. And it's Acts chapter 10 and verse 38 that I'm going to be reading from. And this is the Amplified Version uh, many of you have a, a version. I use the NIV, NASB, uh, New American Standard Bible, or the New International Version. But there's some versions like the 
AM, AMP are amplified, which kind of just break it down even simpler. I like to look at certain scriptures to break it down simpler. So that's the reason sometimes when we do have the scriptures up, you'll see me use different versions. But in this case, here's what it says in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with great power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil because God was with him. Amen. Amen. Let me just pray. Father in heaven, I pray right now your blessings for the next few moments, Lord, as I speak about healing, Lord, and how you want us to be healed in this world that we live in from infirmities, whether they be emotional, physical, Lord, relational. There are all sorts of hurts that we have, Father. So I pray healing, Lord, for our minds today. I pray understanding that you would give us that understanding, give us wisdom to be able to receive today what you have for every individual here. And we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. How many are thankful that God is a good, good Father? Are you thankful that your God is a good, good Father? He cares for you. I often say, and you'll hear me when I pray, that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Uh, the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 tells us that. That he has a plan and a purpose for every one of us. And because of that, he cares for you. He hurts when you hurt. When you cry, it makes God sorrowful for you. But he doesn't want to leave you in that condition. How many know that? He cares for you. He wants to be able to pull you out of any situation that you may be bothered with. He cares for you, wants you to be healed of physical pain, of oppression that may be upon you. And I want to look at that word oppressed that I read in the scripture there, where just going back, he said, Jesus went around healing all who were oppressed by the devil because God was with him. That word oppressed, the closest term or understanding of that word oppressed is to imagine a person getting hit over and over and over again. Oppressed is just continually beating over and over. It's feeling oppressed. You know, we can be oppressed um, racially. We can be oppressed uh, physically uh, by getting hit over and over. There's many ways that we can be oppressed in this world. But that term there is, is in meaning that that person's getting hit over and over, and there's no escape from it. It's a terrible place to be if you've ever been like that or in a, in a situation like that. It's not just a physical thing, it's a mental thing. Yeah. See, our minds here, which are capable of so much more above and beyond what we actually do, we can become so oppressed in here that, that life can beat us up. No, no showing of hands, but life can beat us up, right? It can beat us up very easily and spit you out as well, that, as we sadly know. The enemy's job, I want to remind you again, is that he wants to oppress you. He wants to strike you down. Yeah. He wants to hurt you. He is trying to take you out physically. He wants to take you out. But God Almighty is greater, isn't he? Yeah, he is. God Almighty is bigger than that. He's, he's got his angels around you and protecting you from having a car run you over. Yeah. Or from a car hitting you here at the intersection. Amen? Amen. Much, much, or many of us, I should say, 
have struggled with this thought, maybe growing up, I'm not good enough, or I'll never be good enough, or I'm not pretty enough, or I'm not handsome enough, or I'm not skinny enough, and on and on it goes. Or the thought that, you know, in school especially, because it can be so cruel, and I'm glad the kids aren't in here, but, you know, they're, they're told, oh, you're ugly. You know, you know how kids are just straight up honest with each other. Oh, you're ugly. Or your mama's this, or your daddy's that. And they grow up with these, these things, these thoughts, and it's a mental torment for these children at a young age. Maybe you grew up with that, and you've grown up as an adult thinking nobody cares for me. I could never do that, or I could never uh, amount to anything because of what you were told as a child. I want to remind you, God Almighty said he has a plan and a purpose for you. Plans not to harm you, not to leave you like that. See, God doesn't, doesn't just leave you where you're at hurting. He loves you and He forgives you and He embraces you. Amen. This is exactly why He said Jesus Christ, His Son, so that we could receive healing uh, from the cross. Here's what happens with oppression. Oppression, if you don't take care of it, leads to depression. Depression leads to despair. Despair leads to committing suicide and, and other things that will just take you down a road of, of very difficult circumstances and it's difficult to come back from a road like that. But I'm here to tell you that God has forgiven you of your past. It doesn't matter what, where you've been or what life has told you as a young person, you can overcome any obstacle in your life. I don't care who you are, you can overcome it. God has given us as believers a spirit of overcoming. You are an overcomer. Say that with me. I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. That's God's word to you. That's God's promise to you. You are an overcomer. Not because of your great skills of anything. Because he's giving you the power and the strength to do that. He'll supply your every need, the Bible says. Can I get a witness? Amen. Let me just... Um, share that story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Some of you are familiar with it, but story of uh, the destruction of these two cities. There was two people I want to focus on, Lot and Abraham. So in this, in this story, I want to read a scripture, two scriptures out of 2 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 7. It's concentrating on Abraham, who was a great rich man, and his son, or his nephew, Lot. Listen to the words here, starting in verse 7. But God also rescued Lot out of Sodom because he was a righteous man who was sick of the shameful immorality of the wicked people around him. Yes, Lot was a righteous man who was tormented or vexed. Have you ever heard that word vexed? It's, a, it's an old word that we don't use very much nowadays. But he was vexed in his soul by the wickedness he saw and heard day after day after day after day. See, Lot the nephew of Abraham was saved from tragedy. But in this passage, the word torment means vexed. It has the same meaning again of getting hit over and over and over again, nonstop. It's, no matter where you go, you know you're going to get hit over and over it actually wears you down. It will get to the point where you are worn down, beat up, and don't want to even live. I want you to catch this important part, though, here. 
Sometimes we see and, see and hear things that we shouldn't be seeing and hearing. Alright? Now, day after day we become tormented and vexed. And I'm not trying to tell you what you're supposed to see and what you're not supposed to see. That's up to you and that's between you and God. God Almighty is the judge of our souls, amen? amen. But, but Pastor Rick will tell you that there are some things that we see, some things that we hear, that we put ourselves in position that we shouldn't be around. And I don't need to explain or go into detail. We live in a world where there's so much junk out there. All it takes is just turning on the TV sometimes and flipping on the wrong channel. You're going like, what? And, and exactly. They, they, back in my day when I was in high school, I had a teacher that used to call it the boob tube. Because nothing comes out of it. Nothing good comes out of it for the most part. But here's, here's what I want to concentrate on. God's word, again, said that Lot was tormented. He was vexed. You want to know what that definition of vex is? Again, it's to strike them over and over until it wears them down. Yesterday, I happened to be channel surfing on the boob tube. I got home... We were going home from Sacramento, and I started, uh, I was just tired, and uh, lo and behold, one of my favorite movies was on, and my kids saw it, and they said, oh, Dad, you're going to watch Gladiator for the millionth time? And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> so it was already on, and started watching it, and in that movie, they used that term, vex, and it's Commodus, the Roman emperor, he was the Roman emperor at that time, and he was speaking about Maximus, uh, Decimus, Meridius, commander of, well, anyways, the Roman gladiator, right? And he tells, uh, he's telling these people around him, he vexes me. He vexes my soul. And he, because he wouldn't die, the gladiator wouldn't die. And he used that term, and what he was really saying was how he was tormented by, by Maximus because he wouldn't go away. And I, I thought it was, it was perfect that it lined up with what I was going to speak on today. But he was tormenting him over and over and over again. He wouldn't go away. This is exactly what the enemy of your soul wants to do to you and me. He wants to wear you down every single day and beat you up and spit you out. And that you would just say, I give up. We've all known people that have given up, right? We know people that struggle and give up. And unfortunately, they end their life before they have a chance to recover, to be healed. But see, God loves you. He cares for you. Amen? Amen. He doesn't want you to struggle with that. Here's what I will tell you as your pastor. The scripture tells us to resist the devil. Resist the devil. And the Bible says he will flee from you. He will flee from you. Amen. I mean, I, I can't tell you in stronger words. You have to resist. Uh, resistance is, is a fight at times. And if anybody works out here and they do resistance training, or uh, it, it's not easy. You're gonna, it's, it takes work to when you get resistance back. When you lift weights, there's a resistance pushing back down on you. It's not easy. Anything that accomplishes a good takes an effort. And so the scripture tells us, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But here's the truth that I see in our day and age. There's more believers fleeing from the devil in terror than, than the devil is fleeing from them. 
And that's, that's a sad truth. We should not quake or fear at the devil or the enemy of our soul. Jesus defeated the enemy on the cross. He has all authority in heaven and on earth, and he's given that same power to you and I. As believers, you have that authority. You can just quote scripture and say, Devil, I'm going to stand firm in the name of Jesus right here, and you're going to leave this house right now. you got to quit attacking my family. you got to quit attacking my job, my body, my mind, my relationship. And I give you no room in this house, and you got to go in Jesus' name. The Bible says you have that authority. And you are the one that can kick that enemy out, and he, as you resist, has to flee. Has to flee. Jesus defeated that enemy, and that enemy is a defeated foe. Amen? Something about a defeated foe. They got to go. Amen. And I'm not a poet. You didn't know it. But you and I have the authority from Scripture to live a life full of, of victory and not one of defeat. Jesus said in Scripture, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Life bigger and better than you ever imagined. I mean, I don't know about you, but the closer I walk with God, the more I just realize, man, Lord, I'm so glad I made the choice to live for you because you've given me so much more in my life than I could have ever imagined outside of this relationship. How many want that abundant life? God wants to give you that abundant life today. I want to take you to another scripture in Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke chapter 4. And verse 16, we're going to read a few verses from this chapter. Again, in the Amplified Version, starting in verse 16, it says, So he came to Nazareth, talking about Jesus, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. Did you catch that? As was his custom. Here's what you and I need to develop as customs as well is, hey, it's Sunday, uh, the question shouldn't be, hey, honey, you want to go to church? Hey, kids, you want to go to church? It should be, let's go to church. We're, we're leaving in, uh, the boat leaves in 10 minutes. Uh, better be ready. So Jesus' custom was to come to church. Amen? Amen? Not only that, he read the Word of God. He, but Pastor Rick, I don't like to read. Well, then get yourself a little audio Play playback of the Bible. You can get MP3, you can get it on CDs, you, DVDs, I mean, all sorts of things. Amen? Amen? You can hear the Bible You don't, if you don't like to read. So, again, these are habits that give you and I the victory in Jesus Christ, which leads to our healing in Him. Yes. Let's skip down to verse 18. If we were pick it up there, it says, this is Jesus speaking. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Messiah, because He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce release, or pardon, forgiveness to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, downtrodden, bruised, crushed by tragedy. Does that describe anybody here? I'm sure it has at one point in your life. I've felt like that at different times. Have you been crushed? Have you been hurt by life? Well, I want to remind you today, God is your healer. Amen. God is your healer Thank today. You, Jesus. 
Let, let's skip down to verse 19, the next verse. To proclaim the favorable, favorable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the favor of God abound greatly. You know that particular scripture, and I want to go here in a little direction, uh, side side direction. It's referencing an Old Testament thing known as the the year of jubilee. Every fifty years, there would be a time in the land of Israel where they would forgive each other of any debts. Any debt, if 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 you owed somebody something, they would forgive you of that. Wouldn't that be sweet? Your mortgages forgiven. Your rent don't have to pay for a year. Your car paid off. Uh, your, your, your credit card paid off. How sweet that would be if you could have that today. But this was the year of Jubilee. And again, it occurred every 50 years. Uh, at that time, they were slaves. And if you were a slave, you were released to be, to be a free person. All debt was forgiven. You were forgiven. It was a time of healing. But see, what Jesus is saying to, to us in that passage is that He was now that jubilee. He was now that person that we could receive forgiveness in, to seek a healing in, that we didn't have to wait 50 years for this to occur. Now, again, I want to remind you, Jesus is that healer. Pastor Rick's not the healer. Another pastor from any other church isn't that healer. Now, there may be people used for healing. I don't know if you, you've, you're aware, but people can be anointed to pray for certain things, and healing occurs. I, I knew a minister that was anointed for praying for those hard of hearing. He's back east, um, and he would pray for the deaf, and they would receive their hearing. Now, uh, there's people that are anointed like that, but unfortunately, here's what happens when we see that. People begin to chase the gift instead of, instead of chasing the giver. They begin to chase and they, oh, that guy's holding a, 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 a revival or a, a, a church service over here. Let me swing down there, even if it's down in L.A. from here. Or maybe it's in Arizona. Let's, let's fly over there. Or North Carolina. And they'll seek a sign rather than seek the one that's giving the sign. The giver, which is Jesus Christ. That's who we need to be seeking. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. Jesus is your healer. Amen. He can be your healer here at the church house in your car, in your house. It doesn't matter where you're at. Yeah. He can be your healer. Hallelujah. Now let's, let's look at another scripture found in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 16. Again in the Amplified Version. Listen to what it says here. When evening came, they brought to him, brought to Jesus, many who were under the power of demons. And he cast out the evil spirits with a word. And restored to health all who were sick, exhibiting his authority as Messiah, so that he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He himself took our infirmities upon himself and carried away our diseases. That right there, that scripture alone right there, was fulfilled on the cross. When Jesus died on the cross and he spread out his arms like this, he was saying how much He loves you and that He gives you healing. It's available to all of you. It's available to every one of us. But what is it today that you need healing for? I'd ask you. Where are you at in your life today that you would say, Pastor, I need healing for this in my life. Or, or for this person. Or for that need. How do we get there? 
Well, let me, let me just, in these last few moments before I close, just cover three quick points on things that we must do. First of all, number one, believe He can. How many believe He can heal? Amen? It starts right, right there. If you don't believe He can heal, well then, we're not having a conversation. It's, it's just a wall I'm talking to. You have to believe that He can heal. Yes. We have a, a saying here in our church since we met, we used to meet at the old school, Canyon Oaks, that with Jesus, all things are possible, and that uh, anyone that believes, all things are possible. The actual scripture is in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Everything is possible for one who believes. We've been quoting that scripture since we started there in September of 2013 at the school. Because I've seen that in my life. I've seen that in the lives of others around us. I, if you believe, God will come through, amen? amen? God will come through. You see, that's the easy part. Our part is the easy part. God has the tough part, now God has to come through. But you've got to believe. Do you believe today? Do you believe? Yes. Yes? Amen. I want you to believe. God is the one who does the healing. Amen. And then the second thing is, we have to ask. You've heard the scripture, you have not because you ask not. How many kids, when you were, when you, when you were younger as kids, asked your, your parents for money? That's all of us. All of us ask for $5, $10, $20, and then the keys to the car, and, and then on and on and on, right? The Lord works the same way. The Lord will bless you, but you got to ask. He's not going to just dump it on you. you got to ask Him for that blessing. Listen to this verse in chapter... Uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 11. This is out of the New King James Version. And it says this, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Wow. That should make you think right there. That's, that's how much the Lord cares for you. That He's such a good, good Father that He wants to give good things to you. Good things for your family, for your relationship, for your, for your children, your grandchildren. He wants to give those things to you, but you got to ask. Everybody say ask. Ask. Right, so what was the first thing? you got to believe. Secondly, you got to ask. So you got to ask. And again, if Mother Betty was here, she could tell you. She began to ask. She began to ask, and the Lord soon enough healed her body. Let me read another scripture found in the book of John, Gospel of John, chapter 16, starting in verse 23. It says, In that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive and your joy will be complete. He's telling you, ask. He's, he's almost begging you, just ask me. I want to bless you. You're my child. I've created you in my image. I want to bless you. Yes. And in closing, if we can, uh, the third point is, trust that He is working. Trust that He is working. That's, that's a big thing, because here, I'll tell you why. Mother Betty prayed the first moment there was pain there. 
Mother Betty prayed, and this went on for a period of time. I'll tell you, uh, Anna took her to ER many times. Her daughters came and took her to ER many times. Uh, often we pray, and we want it to happen right now, don't we? We want the answer right now. But God has a way of saying, I'm going to do it in my time, in my timing. He's got perfect timing. How many have figured that out? God's timing is always perfect. But we need to trust that He is working. Because here, here's what I do know. All of us have said at one time or another, God, are you listening? God, are you really there? Did you really hear me pray? Do you really care where I'm at right now? How much I'm hurting? And yes, the answer is yes, He does. He does care. I want to read John chapter 5 and verse 17. And it says this, But Jesus answered them, My Father has been working until now. He has never ceased working. And I too am working. You see, the Lord is working on your behalf, but He's going to do it on His time, on His schedule, not on yours. Why? Because you're not God and He is. That's the truth. He is God. We're not so let me ask you today, here's my last question that I would ask you. As you stand with me today, we're going to close. Here's the question I would have for you. What have you held back from the Lord this year? Maybe in your entire life. What can you ask Him today to heal in your life? And then are you ready to ask Him for that healing today? sometimes we get content where we're at we're, we, we, we don't mind getting hit over and over and over we get used to it and before you know it it's hard to break out of that but God said no I came to give you life and life abundantly an abundant life full of joy full of peace full of comfort are you ready to ask him today for something that you need today in your heart and in your soul. Close your eyes with me today. Just bow your heads right where you're at. And just in your own way, begin to ask Him right now what it is that you need right now. If you need emotional strength, if this year has been extremely tough and it has been for everyone, if you need emotional strength, begin to ask Him. Starts with belief. Then ask, and then starts, and then thirdly, trust that He is working on your behalf. Begin to ask Him, Lord, I need Your help. I need Your strength, Lord. I'm running out of strength. I don't know how much more I can take this year. If that's You, ask Him for strength right now. Begin to ask Him, and the Lord will bring that strength to you right now. He'll fill you with strength. He'll give you strength. He'll speak to you and, and remind you that you are his child. You are a child of the king. That he cares for you. That he cares when you hurt. He cares when you cry. He cares when he sees you carrying the burdens of this world on your, on your shoulders. He cares for you. Lord, I pray right now your touch upon every single one. If you have that need right now out here, just raise your hand so the Lord can see that. And if you have a need today, physically, emotional, 
spiritual, whatever that need is, just raise your hand right now. Lord, I pray right now for those that have lifted their hands. God, that you touch them right now. Touch their hands right now. Those that are watching on Zoom, those that are here, those that will be listening to this later on SoundCloud, I pray, Lord, your blessing over them. Heal their heart, Lord. Heal their, their, their need right now, Father, whether that be physical, emotional. Touch their body, Father, right now. Lord, I pray for my brother Gregory right now, complete healing on his hip. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, touch his body, Lord. Be his strength today. Lord, remove that pain from his body, Lord, that he can function how he knows he, his body is going to be functioning here. Lord, you've designed him, you've created him to have a, an abundant life, one filled without pain. And I pray right now, Lord, be his healer. Be his healer right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord. We also pray for our brother Garland, who lost his father just this past week. He lost his mother just a couple of months ago. We pray for peace, for healing in his home right now, for his siblings, Lord. We pray for peace for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, wrap your loving arms around him. Remind them that you care for him, that you love him. Bring comfort to their family, Father, to Garland and all of his siblings right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for Bill. We pray for complete healing for him in his leg. We pray, Father, that it would be a complete and full recovery. That he'll be back out there paddleboarding and doing all sorts of stuff, Lord, that he loves to do. We pray for blessing in his home, that you help him to recover during these next few weeks that he's off from work. Lord, that you would bring him pain-free. Lord, take care of him. Take care of that family, Lord, of both Bill and Dee in Jesus' name. Lord, we also lift up Elaine to you. We pray for hip, her hip surgery or knee surgery excuse me, that she just had recently. We pray, God, complete healing, that she would be fully and completely on her way to a complete recovery, Lord. We pray for healing in her body and that we might soon see her here as well. Yes. Father, we thank you again for every one of these. Lord, I last I pray your blessing over everyone. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.